you've been searching for that something, welcome my friend. Come on in and spend time with women just like us who come together to unlock true success and potential in our hearts, lives, and calling. I do know what it feels like to just want it all, to be ready to scale, to want to have that work-life balance, more authentic relationships, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, just to list a few. I want you to understand that it is not about our ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey there, welcome back to Her Unapologetic Life. Mercedes here for episode 111. And we are to a new season. You know, I've been talking about it for a while. Of course, naturally, I am not home to ring in this occasion. So for today, I thought I would give you a throwback Thursday episode because um, for one, I don't have time to record. And for another, um, sometimes it's fun just to go back in time. And no pun intended there because as we look forward to the autumn equinox, we're reflecting, right? We're reflecting what we want to take with us, what we want to let go. Um, in fact, I'll be at a business thing today where um, I'm going to be doing that exact thing with my own business. So for today, I thought it would be fun to go to an old episode. So I just kind of was scrolling through them. And the title that caught my eye was There's No Time Like the Present. And that has been especially true for me, I think, this last year. Uh, ironically, as I record this, it's been a year since my dad has passed. Uh, and I've been just noticing things in a different way. I think when we have a loss in our life, we take stock of our time, how we spend it, um, you know, if we're really living into it. And so I'm not really proposing that you get into the mode where, oh no, I have to do everything now or else. Um, but I also want you to really look at your time from that perspective of autumn, you know, where we get to slow it down, look at it, uh, and make the decision with me that there's no time like the present. Um, to be present. So I really love that. So for today, I'm throwing you back to episode 38, where you know, you'll get a little bit of um, reflection about time and how we view time well spent. And uh, let me know your thoughts. I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. And I'll be back with you live next week. We're shifting into a gear into a different gear this month um, to live that unapologetic life. So last week we talked about relationships and this week we get to talk about time. And like relationships, it is a very important aspect of our life to consider. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those huge topics. I mean, there's so many ways we can talk about time. You know, we can talk about how we spend it, who we spend it with, what we spend it on, you know, all sorts of things. Um, I, think, I think it's safe to say that most of you wish you had better time management, wish you could get your to-do list that takes a lot of time done in a timely manner. And it's safe to say that you probably do a better job at all of that than you give yourself credit for. But with all of the hustle and the busyness, it's kind of hard to, to know where we're at with that, to gauge that, to define that, to measure that. And we all do have lessons to learn about our, how we spend our precious time and what we want. So that's kind of where we're going with that today. Um, and so then I'd start out with talking about it in some common phrases we might use to make it a little fun, to kind of be a little lighthearted as we get into this, um, because this is something I think we judge ourselves on a lot, is the time thing. So let's, I just picked a few phrases that we, we use commonly when we're talking about time. First one, famous one, is I don't have time. 
I don't know about you, but I say this a lot. <laughs> and it often has to do with things that I don't really want to do, like cleaning, the traditional exercising. Um, and sometimes it means I'm not taking time for me when I know it would help me. I just want to get going and get things done. Um, it's changing for me, and I know it's probably changing for you as you look into it deeper. Uh, but it's so worth looking even deeper into what we say we don't have time for. Uh, and when you check in with yourself, check in to say, is it time for yourself or is it time for others that you're not taking or that you're saying, I don't have time? I think one of the biggest excuses I hear from potential clients who talk to me at the end of the call, they're just like, oh, I don't know if I have time for this. And I totally relate. I totally get it. And without pressure, I just say, well, take some time, no pun intended, to think about it. But often what's really happening, I think, is when we say we don't have time for something, it's because we have too many other things going on in our lives. And usually it's something that is for us and um, would make ourselves a bigger priority. And we're just not always good at that. So I don't have time is one of them. Another one is, oh, time will tell. And I use this one too, because time usually does tell, right? It's We're going to know. But to me, to live in that way of like, oh, time will tell is hard because there's so many things in our lives that we have to wonder about on the daily that this phrase can be kind of disempowering. And I, for one, do not have much patience. So I want to know now, you know, and so for some things, it's totally amazing. Time will tell. But if that's kind of the way we're living our life, then it might be a long time until it tells. Uh, another phrase that we like to use is time out. And again, the, all these phrases, you know, are have like different positive and not so positive aspects to them. Time out is very important. I think back to when my boys were toddlers and I would put them in time out. Well, one would just stand on the stairs and look at me stubbornly while the other would go wailing to his room. So, you know, that made it interesting. Um, and that's just different personalities. I actually started giving myself timeouts when I started getting a little frustrated with the boys, you know, and I needed to just head off to my room. Um, so timeouts give us some self-control, right? <laughs> timeout means stop to reset. Uh, and that is a good thing. Um, and most of the time, um, we as busy women don't give ourselves a timeout. Uh, we... Um, expected of our kids, but we're not going to do it for ourselves. Um, and a lot of the times we don't listen to the cues um, in time to take that crucial time out. And then what happens is we get worn out and we get burned out. And so time out, like I'm using my hands like, you know, they do in the games, like time out uh, is a really important thing. It's something that we see that's good for others again, but not as much for ourselves. And the one that the phrase I really want to focus on today more is kind of the remedy. You know, I like to have a remedy for some of these things. Uh, the I don't have time, time will tell, time out. Those are all things that we tell ourselves that, um, you know, as you can tell, some of them are, are more beneficial to us than others. But the remedy for me is there is no time like the present. And this is a hard one for us busy women, right? Um, I had a clock that said this um, throughout my entire therapy practice. And it's interesting because I'm looking around. I've moved offices quite a few times and I don't know exactly where it is now, but that was the that was the clock that I would always look at when I was in session with clients, you know, and I, to keep them mindful of the time. And I just loved that phrase because it just reminded me of the value of that hour we had together and that really there is no time like the present if we're willing to be in it. And um, so 
It's just a great phrase and it's really a remedy to the excuses we tell ourselves about not having time or, you know, just say, oh, time will tell or not taking the time out that we need, right? So let's dig a little deeper. I like to take it in layers. Um, if we really believe that there is no time like the present, this is where the questions come in, right? Who would you be? What would you do? And what would you have in your life? This is where the tool division board comes in that I love um, because it answers all of those. And we don't need to go into vision board today, but it, it makes me giddy and a little bit nervous to go there. Like thinking about, you know, if, if I was living truly like there is no time like the present. Um, because I, it kind of takes me to that place where it feels a little, you know, um, like I'm living life a little more unrestricted. So imagine if you would ask yourself, if I truly lived as if there is no time like the present, what would my life look like? Um, what limits would I let go of? Um, you know, also, you know, what comes to my mind too is letting go of um, caring so much um, what anyone thinks of me because I'm focused on the here and now rather than others' opinions of me. So there's just two things. I just think about I would have a more unrestricted life. I would be less of a people pleaser. And I really would feel inspired to take some time to figure it out. So just maybe pause this or ask yourself if you were in in that place, is that where your brain goes like mine into kind of like, ooh, there seems to be more potential living in the moment. And what would it look like for you? So worth answering. So worth answering. Um, and I really want to know, you know, like, let me think of some examples to get you going. Like, would you sign up for that class? Would you prioritize walking with friends? That's what I'm working on. Would you plan that date night you really wanted to go on rather than waiting for the husband to do that? Um, would you practice self-care or um, nourish yourself more with that time? Like, what would be different? You know, would you feel more aligned and in flow and balanced? Um, those are a lot of the goals my clients have and I have. Um, and I don't know about you, but when you get in that line of thinking, you can think about the times when you've really allowed yourself to live in the moment and, and really believe there is no time like the present. And um, we all have moments where we can feel that more. Like we can feel, you know, um, that we just know. We just know what we need to be, to do, to have, to really make the best use of our time um, and to cherish it. And so ask yourself that, like, do you have that gut feeling, that intuition of, you know, oh yeah, this would be the best use of my time at this time. And then add a little grace in because sometimes we listen to it and sometimes we don't, right? <laughs> I am a work in progress for sure. Um, you know, and it, <laughs> I think of times where it's like, oh yeah, I totally totally created space for that time. Or, oh boy, I use the excuse of I don't have time and then I piled on five other things and then things become a little crazy, right? Um, and if you've been around for a while, you know that I, one of my biggest passions um, is to create space and time for women to experience, you know, their expansion, their success, the life that they dream of. And I love to do that in coaching and in, in retreat time and just so the literal and figurative time, right? Um, but it really, and it really isn't in the traditional sense. It's more in that, you know, intuitive, create it your own boss lady sense. That's kind of where I like to go. And so to give a little more remedy, I just wanted to share three major ways I've learned to manage my time better. And if you've been around for a while, you also know I'm a little more 
I guess the nice way of saying it is creative or free spirit. <laughs> I, um, yeah, that's pretty much how I've allowed it to be described. And me being on a schedule or me managing my time has been one of those things where it's a big, a tall order. Um, and yes, yeah, so if you would talk with my VA or my coach, you would know I'm a work in progress, but I am a work in progress. So three major ways I've learned to manage my time to live um, as if there's, you know, no time like the present is one is just pure strategy and amazing. It's the CEO schedule. Most of my major amazingly, majorly amazingly, whatever <laughs> coaches teach that. And it creates order. It creates space. It creates continuity, momentum. It is, and I, I love it because one of my coaches called it the sacred schedule. So sometimes I call it the CEO sacred schedule. And it truly is a schedule where you you outline kind of things that are very, you know, what would you say? Intuitively, you know, they're great for your week. And there's there's times where you see, where like, for example, there's times of the week I see clients. There's times of the week where I have meetings with my team. There's times where I would give a retreat tour. There's times where I would be on the Peloton bike. That's the one that really needs to be scheduled. In. But, you know, it just really helps me create order and space. And so that's a, a major way I feel I feel a lot more at peace knowing I have that. And the second one is cooking and, and meal prepping in my own way. So I don't necessarily meal prep as organized as others, but the cooking and having a plethora of choices in my refrigerator for the week really helps me to be nourished and to feel really good. Uh, my husband picked up the groceries today. I often like to order the groceries. I also order, you know, organic meat, um, or grass-fed meat, and then veg vegetables to my house too. But the, today my husband picked up the groceries and my youngest had to put them away. And he was just, you know, totally in awe. So that's the reason we're in awe for awesome. Uh, love puns. Totally in awe that I actually ordered all these vegetables. And I think he never sees what goes into the fridge. He just sees what I offer and lay out as a, you know, buffet style. Uh, for them sometimes to get them to enjoy all of the beautiful colors and, you know, nutrients that I want, I want to provide for them each week. So cooking for me is also very therapeutic. So knowing that, that it's one of my like hobbies and favorite pastimes, I've incorporated that into me, you know, meal prepping. And I'm now I'm, I, for a while I did a really good job of it. I got burned out, but I'm now I'm going kind of back into doing that more for my family again, for meals other than breakfast and dinner. So, you know, having options that my husband can grab quickly for lunch um, because I know that's something I can do to help him. And so, yeah, that's the second one. And then the third one has been kind of a mindset heart, heart set shift uh, for me is asking me, asking myself the question when I'm making a decision about how I'm going to spend my time is, is this something I really want to do or, you know, spend time with person or spend the money on? And the time doing it. Um, and then if it's really something that I want, then I, you know, I say yes. Or if it's something that I have to initiate, I actually initiate it and ask for it instead of waiting. So that kind of brings us back to, you know, there's no time like the present because then I am not waiting for uh, myself to get full clarity always, to get full courage always, to, you know, to when I'm well on my way to those things, I then, I, I just go for it or I say yes, at least I whisper yes in my heart, right? And so I know that I really want it. 
but it's something that I really want and I don't wait for it. Doesn't mean I'm always going to get it. I'm not always going to be able to spend my time that way or my money that way or however that goes or whatnot. Um, but it's one of those things like I always say, you know, if, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And it's quite true, you know, when we're not advocating for ourselves. And I mean, the prime example, of course, I love to talk about my husband, but you know, if I, if he knows, if I say, Hey, I really want to go on a date, then we'll do it. But if I don't mention it and I start pouting and he's kind of like, what is up with you? I, you know, it's not up, it's not always up to him to have to guess. And so, and I, then I suffer too. Right. So, and I've been doing a lot of that more in my business too. Like if it's something that I'm really able to see the bigger picture on, it's something I'm really wanting and I know that it's going to help. I go for it. And it's, it's, sometimes it's really scary, right? But these, these three things, you know, stepping into the CEO schedule, cooking my meals, prepping them, and, you know, just really honoring that part of me, because um, it's a passion and a love of mine. And then really sitting with myself and asking myself these questions of, about my time and how I want to spend it and what I want to be doing, um, are there's three major ways that I am, you know, um, living into that there's no time like the present. And I think a lot of us feel like we have to do it a certain way uh, and pick ways in which to uh, manage our time, to enjoy our time, to not, you know, um, take our time for granted. And what happens is we're, we're doing it in a way that's not natural to us. We're doing it in a way where we're judging ourselves. And if we're trying to live in the present in a way that really doesn't flow naturally to us, it's it becomes a burden and then we actually will then rebel against it and then we'll sabotage ourselves, right? <laughs> so it's finding that flow. You know, that's why, you know, me just mentioning those three things, it took a while for me to find my flow. I mean, it took me a long time to write my CEO schedule. Just because I love to cook and meal prep doesn't mean I'm, you know, I'm not eating crap food sometimes and, you know, I wish my pants fit a little different, but it's just that flow, right? And then a lot of that time, taking time to ask ourselves the important things is a huge flip of a switch, but it's, a, it's also a different way of doing things sometimes. Um, and so anyway, that's kind of where I am at. My cat comes in and chews on the plastic bags, so I'm trying to deter her from that. <laughs> if you hear background noise, I guess it's National Pet Day today, so they're hanging out with me. But anyway, wanted to just share that with you today. It's really important um, to... Look at time in a way that is helpful to you, not harmful. And so stop judging yourself. Stop feeling guilty for the way you spend your time and get on that, you know, curiosity mindset of, okay, you know, what am I telling myself that I don't have time for? What am I waiting for? You know, am I taking that time out when I really need it? Um, and then how do I embody there is no time like the present? So I would love to hear from you and how that works for you. If you want help with that, that's one of the major things I do with clients on the um, retreat days is we really take some time for self-care and then time to set up what is best for you in your CEO schedule or in your beach you have a vision board. Um, it's just really beautiful and it's really a, it's just a worthwhile way to look at how you spend your time and how you really want to. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, I will be back next week. Hey there. Thanks for listening, my friend. If you like the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? 
It truly takes the village. And I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl. That girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.